hello there are noises going on before i go live trying to throw me off and make me laugh but i'm too professional for that i'm mark humes dungeon masters of the stars no that's not true. uh welcome friends i miss i miss you we're back <laughs> i got shady with that one uh which is always i always like it when i get shady with a joke uh welcome friends welcome back tonight's evening star we're back i'm sorry that we missed last week that's on this guy uh, I wasn't feeling very well, but we're back now and we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to play it with these four beautiful, sexy, kind people. They are Jonathan Indovino, a.k.a. Shady Penguin, Nate Sharp, Anna Prosser, and Mika Burton. My dear friends, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Mark complimented me and now I feel warm and fuzzy inside and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> That's a better reaction than most people when I compliment them, so I'll take it for sure. Uh, no, hello, you- how are we all doing? Nate's just completely hiding the face now. I said no, you. No, Mark, you. Reverse card. Ah! Oh! <laughs> My blue eyes. He kybered me. Going um, flip. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Everyone good? Ready for some Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. yes. Wait, we have to say that white text friend is sexy as well. White text is. I see now. The thing have is, is I don't want to get. I don't want to ever give clues away about white text friend. And if I'm nice <laughs> to white text friend, maybe that rules out some of oh. the people that I've seen that people think white text friend is. That's true. So I try nice and just to white text friend. I think we can establish that white text friend is is well a, a paragon of humanity. It's true. It's true. If they are human, it, mm. we don't know. A paragon of sentience. There it is. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, let's like it's been a week. I just want to have a quick catch in. How, what have, how have people been? Have you guys been good? What have you been up to? What's exciting you at the minute? I've been riding horses. Riding horses? That's yeah. wonderful. Nice. Jealous. I'm very I had the weirdest experience this morning. I woke up early, like at seven, naturally, which is what not, I know. <laughs> I know. What? And I was laying in bed, relaxing, and I was like, you know what sounds good? Gardening. And I got out of bed and I went in my backyard and I dug up plants and I put in new plants. And that was wow. my morning. And it felt great. So grown up. Can we get some GGs in chat for Anna's productive morning, everyone? For good you gardening. GGs for good gardening. It felt it felt very strange because it's one of those things that you're always like, oh, I'd love to do that. Like if I had time, like that'd be so fun. I should try that sometime. And I it was like an out of body, like I just floated out of my bed and into my backyard and into the soil. It was great. I planted strawberries. I'm afraid they're going to freeze, but I planted them. <laughs> if I if my Stardew Valley have taught me anything, you plant strawberries in summer. I don't know if you plant yeah, them in spring, that's but true. That's I went the to limit Portland Nursery and I got my strawberry starts and it said you can plant these now as of the end of February. So Stardew Valley you- has done me wrong. Did you complete the community center so you can get a greenhouse so you can plant them year round, Anna? I do have a mini greenhouse on my porch. There you so, go. That's where you put the strawberries. You put all the fruit I put them in, in there. The ground, and now I can't put the ground into the greenhouse. Oh, that, that it was a, it was not that you know, I'm not a good gardener. I did gardening, <laughs> but I don't know how to garden. It's a put it in the ground and see what happens kind of gardening. If we're li- learning it. from video games, just like The Sims, read a book for 18 hours, and then you're going to level up your gardening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well there you go. Yeah. Shady, what have you been up to, my man? What have, what's exciting quite- you? What's gotten you pumped? <laughs> the uh <laughs> things that i can't talk about on this channel but Ooh. i have been playing a lot of chess yes so, okay uh chess really, like chess really shady's chess right gambit now. am like, i right <laughs> really 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 into chess um 
yeah, that and just D and I play three games a week with including this one. So just a lot of D and D, a lot of chess, and then my kids. They're my kids are healthy, so that's really all that matters. That's the good um, stuff. Yeah, Nate, I know kids that you are don't like wanna... gardening, except with meat. Right. Okay. With yeah. Meat. Yeah. Like that's yep. Fair. We're gonna move swiftly on from that. Uh <laughs> Nate, I'm not gonna draw any undue attention to you. We're just gonna play some D D, yeah. I'm Unless so you there's some, okay, yeah. I thought you could uh, just you know, you... An, another another week, more new back pains. So let's play D D. <laughs> let's play D D. I'm just Mika, we gotta we gotta leave that one in the past. No, we have to leave Look, it there. Not to go. We have to go eating people earlier, but oh, yeah. that was me. <laughs> Wait, really quick, before we before we move on, before we move on. Nate sent me a TikTok about like how you can accidentally make a person and it's it's literally the best thing in the world. So somehow everyone needs to see that. I don't know how figure Go it out. That. Find that on the TikTok. Really good. You I'm down with the kids. A, you can just make a person. You can just make a person. You can be thing. like, hey, yeah. let's make a human. And 40 years later, they're like, I got a staff meeting. Yep. That's it. So you can accidentally make a person. Mind blown. With that, with that big bomb drop, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. I've got a little recap here for everybody. Uh, I'm just going to let everybody <laughs> compose themselves while I read no. this out. Uh, we got dog now as well. Now there's Excellent. a dog, so I can't compose myself. Right. <clears throat> so, last time on the Nights of Evening Star, our heroes have traveled to the mysterious castle Bray Winter at the behest of a fellow noble who has offered them a grand sum of gold to retrieve a family heirloom, an onyx lantern studded with their family crest. On arrival, it became clear that something was amiss at Castle Bray Winter, as it seemed to be in a perpetual state of darkness and shadow. After traveling up into the mountains and fighting off a large shadowy hawk on the bridge leading to the castle, the party then took the time to explore. They found a pair of ghosts sitting in the castle gardens and turned a potential battle into a chance for diplomacy and seeking answers though the ghosts could only provide a little information, although they did promise a reward if they were reunited with their friend or peace was brought to Castle Braywinter. The party then returned to the main gates that lead to the castle interior courtyard, whilst Agnes explored a ruins guard barracks that was nearly and was nearly overwhelmed by painful whispers and screams in her mind. Tarkle and Clive found their shadows being strangely pulled towards the castle gates that were appeared to be covered in a writhing darkness. And when Tarkle attacked the door, several shadows emerged from the darkness around them and attacked. And that, my friends, is where we kick off. We are actually in initiative, uh, mid-initiatives. Um, there may be a little bit of an adjustment because I didn't quite have a good grip on exactly where everybody was positioned, but I'm fairly certain that almost all of you had a shadow engaging you um, that had moved up to engage you. I know that Clive had two. I think one was on Tarkle. Uh, one had been on Azara. I think those were destroyed. And then one is on Agnes currently. So there are four shadows remaining. Uh, there are one has taken a little bit of health um, and it is unfortunately the shadows go. Uh, Can you remind begin. me also, because I feel like we had gathered some information about what hurt the shadows and what didn't. I feel like um, there is a little bit of, yeah, I don't mind saying that there are things like physical damage that's non-magical, they do seem to be resistant to. 
Um, but uh, Azara's radiant powers did seem to cause uh, more damage than than you expected. Um, there was also, yeah, fire they were res- resistant to, um, and you haven't tried any other elements as of yet. Um, but that is where we begin. Uh, and unfortunately for you, my dear friends, it is the shadows go. Uh, and they just kind of come clawing out of you. They, All of these shadows appear to be different people that maybe once resided in the castle. Some of them appear to be wearing noble gowns. Some of them wearing more servant wear. A couple of them appear to be almost in guard uniforms. But they're all just these black shapes that have pulled themselves up from the ground with these long distended limbs. And they just kind of reach for you. And their hands almost phase through you as they trying to grasp for you so we're gonna make uh, a bunch of attacks here uh two on clive one on tarkle and one on agnes uh, here we go so clive uh the first one is only a nine to hit so it kind of swipes for you you instinctively kind of leap out of its reach uh the second one is only a six to hit as well so you kind of fend both of these creatures off as they you can feel this cold touch trying to reach for your very life force uh tarkle same thing towards you as they reach forward does a 13 hit you tarkle does not so dexterously you kind of fling yourself to the side as it lunges forward and then the last one both hands grasping towards your throat agnes reaches for you and that is only a 10 to hit that won't hit me i did not roll above a 10 so off to a good start for me uh as these shadows all kind of lumber forward and you can hear very faintly these kind of like something is happening the lord intruders these kind of like harsh whispered voices uh tarkle uh, uh, you are the next to go so they've kind of all surged forward uh you have one right in front of you uh beside you agnes also has one engaging her and then clive uh, a little bit ways off is also being engaged by two of these things okay so i don't have an ally within range of this boy it's just me and him tussling just you and him tussling at the moment yes okay so then i'm gonna turn around and look at the one that's near Agnes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to toss my kiss of silver over there. Okay. You have an ally engage, uh, an enemy engaged with you, so you're at disadvantage. So okay. that would cancel out the sneak attack, unfortunately. Oh, but okay. It would. Yeah, I guess yeah. I'll, I think, I think Tarkle would still do that. So, okay. Yeah, you still try and protect your sister. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. no sneak attack. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 20. Okay. <laughs> Worst time to not have a sneak attack, but we take it. And disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a disadvantage. I thought, oh, yeah, I thought Aww. it cancels Aww. out because disadvantage always cancels out sneak attack, but you still have disadvantage. Oh, you're right. Okay, never mind. The 20 doesn't exist. I actually rolled Aww. an 11 plus 8, so 19. That was really still hit. Can we get that? Still hit, but no critical hit. Okay, that's fine. Uh, one silver kind of pierces through one of them. Okay, so then it's just 1d4 plus 4 because I don't get sneak attack. So this is really bad damage. I rolled a 1, so that's 5. I'm having a good time. Five points of damage. This one was a little bit injured. And Kiss of Silver is a magic dagger, yes? Yes. Um, So that does seem to... The the blow has all the force that you expect it to. But, you know, you're you're being hounded by this one next to you. So you can't quite take the time to aim. You have to kind of quickly throw to try and protect Agnes. But don't quite have the time to make a carefully placed attack um, as you do so. Would you like to do anything else? You still have your move and bonus action. Uh, Oh, um, they take two points of damage from... um... Actually, one d four, right? They, uh, they do not take any of that. Oh, that's damage. right. The same green freaking... energy. Yeah, the green energy cascades from the brooch, but the the poisonous mist does not seem to affect these living shadows. Right. Um, then I, I guess I'm just gonna use my bonus action to disengage with mm-hmm. cunning action. 
Yep. And then I'm just going to get closer to Agnes. Huh? Should have so done you that. step away. Yeah. You could yeah. have done that first. Yeah. Reverse. So you yeah. kind of step away from the one that you were fighting and then you kind of move around and slide in next to your sister, um, mm -hmm. taking up a, a more aggressive stance. Hey, you've learned for the future. It's a, it's a learning <laughs> experience. Um, Azara. Uh, yes. So you see Tarkle kind of doing all of this. Meanwhile, uh, you know, these shadows are kind of harassing your companions. Um, who is the closest companion being harassed? Uh, I think Clive would be the closest one to you at this point. Gotcha. Um, then I am going to uh, just first level guiding bolt that one. Yes, do that. Yeah. Clive, I'm very sorry. My initiative was ever so slightly scrolled down and I didn't see you at the top. You should have been first. You will go next. Hit eight. <laughs> uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 to hit. I'm sorry, what spell was this? Guiding bolt. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, which one would you like to go? He has, uh, Clive has two on him at the moment. So uh, left and right. whichever one is not, are they? Are either of them hit? They're both. They both seem to be un, unfazed, untouched. So whichever far. one looks meaner. Sure. Okay. Yeah, one of the guard-looking ones. It seems to have like a like kind of shadowy blade in its hand. Yeah, I don't like that one. All right, so that hits. That's six, seven, seventeen points of radiant damage. Yeah, points of damage. You again, you see Azara kind of summon these golden winds, and as they kind of uh, blast against the shadow, it just seems to tear it apart like the golden light of whatever deity or whatever power she's now using just shreds these things apart and it destroys it completely. Um, Clive, one just vanishes in front of you. Um, and then I want to get within five feet of the next one. Uh, okay, so I want to get a little bit closer to Clive. That will put you within five feet of it as well. So that's fine. Okay. All right. So you move up. Uh, Clive, uh, you'll go. Yeah, I'm going to swing at it. Sure. Uh, am I? I'm still raging, right? Yes. And I think that you got the AC boost, right? You got a plus one AC thing. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I think that was what your rage was. Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Because the why. Okay, cool. Yeah, because of yep. the wild surge, yeah. Sweet. So, first attack would be... That's a nat 20. <gasps> it's a lucky day. It is a lucky is, day. Which is, a, which is a brutal crit. It is a brutal crit. So, yes. uh, I'll remind again, because I do crits a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So, whatever dice, so you'd have your weapon dice, plus an extra dice for brutal critical... Mm -hmm. um you maxim maximize those so whatever the max is on those what is it a d8 for those damage yeah so it'd be 16 plus your normal damage modifier sick what's a brutal crit i've never even heard of that so it's a is thing that, that barbarians get they get an extra dice of damage whenever they crit basically whenever they do a crit they get to do extra damage any mm -hmm. any time um, a barbarian crits ever with that ability yes huh yeah so, um same. so 16 plus 6 and then you roll the dice again basically Mm -hmm. So, uh, that is 11. Uh, so an additional 11 on top of the, the 16, mm -hmm. the six. I mean, the, I'm just trying to work it out in my head. 16, 33. Yeah. That would also pretty much destroy this one as well. Even halved for the resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, it's still enough that the morning star, you swing it with such a force, even though there's no magical energy behind it you actually dissipate the shadow just by pure strength, like swiping the air kind of concusses it and blows it away with the force of this blow, shattering and spreading the shadow wide. 
um, across the across the stony courtyard that you find yourself in. Sick. That was that was revenge for trying to chase my shadow earlier. <laughs> uh, you look around. There are still two left. One uh, that Tarkle had left, which is now separated on his own, and then the one which is fighting Agnes next to Tarkle and Agnes. Uh, let's go for that. The the last one you just said. Oh, uh, the one fighting Agnes and Tarkle. Okay, so you kind of gang up with your friends and charge for that one. Yep, yep. I'm gonna gonna swing at it again. That is a uh, twenty something. That's a hit. Okay. Nah, not as good. Uh, seven. Seven points of damage is ah, so you swipe, but again, without that magical energy around your morning star, the it does kind of clip through the shadow, and parts of it are pulled away in these wispy strands. But there's still this very faint shadowy figure left remaining uh, as you do so. Uh, anything else, Clive, on your turn? Wait, should I have added because I'm raging? Do do I still get the plus three to melee? You absolutely do. If you didn't add that before, for sure. I did not. So then plus three to so half of so I don't know one. One. Yeah. Still, there is just this thin sh- strand of shadowy creature left, like this tiny, thin, flickering shadow being is still in place. Just a just little growl at it. Uh, perfect so as you kind of see this thing left agnes uh you see clive kind of run up and swing this thing uh ripping it apart for the most of it apart but there's still just this thin strip of shadow left in front of you um what would you like to do you said me yeah okay great uh i can i if i were to identify a 20 foot cube would it be possible to get all of the shadows in it without catching any of my party members? Not, not without catching at least Clive or Tarkle because they're next to you. Uh, so a 20-foot cube, you would definitely be able to... You'd, you'd have to hit one of them to catch both of the shadows. They're kind of clustered in this courtyard as it stands. I'm just going to... I mean, it- you could move, but... Yeah, with 30 feet of movement, you could move to the side and probably catch two of them, actually. If I think about it, if you moved first, but you'd have to risk an opportunity attack to do that. But from where you are... I, I, so I, Anna, feel like this fight is kind of like small potatoes compared to what we're probably going to find soon. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like these are doing like tons of damage to my colleagues, right? Like nobody looks super... Nobody's been hit yet. Yeah. So I think that Agnes is actually just kind of going to be like, looks like azara's got this and kind of just like step back okay yeah you could take the disengage action and then move yeah. away from the shadow left or you could take the dodge action um disengage probably safer because you've I'm got two disengage. allies next to it okay and so the reason just for that it's not just because i'm like azara can get it it's like nothing i can do is really hurting them like my physical sure. attacks my fire attacks nothing is helping so sure uh i mean don't forget you've got your cantrips there's no there's no harm if you've got like damaging cantrips and stuff like that as well i mean I guess, actually, I guess primal savagery is technically a magical weapon, right? Yeah, it's acid damage. I think it deals acid damage. Eh, I'll try that. Why not? Sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll just. I'm pissed off. Nothing I'm doing is working. <laughs> Fingernails, teeth, rar. Um, and I will. Let's see. That's just a plus eight to hit. That's going to be a twenty-four to hit. That hits. Yeah, that hits the thin wispy shadow creature in front of you and that will do six 
poison damage. Here's the thing. Six poison damage halved is still three points of damage, which is more than one point of damage. So this tiny, thin strip of shadow being, you just rip in half uh, with this acid kind of pouring out of your fingernails and things like that. It just kind of the, the emergent magic manages to rip this tiny wisp of shadow apart. And you there is this kind of faint release of breath almost when it dies like this. Uh, as I imagine also away. that uh, Agnes looks fairly lion-like when she does that. She's got this big mane of, of mm-hmm. red hair and these fangs and these giant claws. Next to Just, Clive, the two of you yeah. kind of creating this image around Tarkle, these two, you know, massive, you know, magical lions uh, thingy. As you do this, Agnes, you kind of rip this one apart and you look around. There is still one shadow remaining, uh, the one that Tarkle had been fighting and disengaged from. Um, and seeing the three of you together, it turns its attention on the lone solitary target, which is Azara, and it rushes towards her to try and grip her in its shadowy uh, hands. Uh, that is going to be a 14, Azara. My armor class is 14. Oh, then I'm afraid that you are going to take some damage and I need you. Uh, in fact, no, this is just, it affects you straight up. Uh, so you're going to take uh, only five points of necrotic damage. However, your strength score is reduced by four. As it grips you, you feel all of the strength in your body just kind of drain out of you and leave your body. Your limbs become heavy. Your body, you sag almost to the ground, even just your meager gear kind of becoming an unbearable weight uh, as this thing grips onto you. Uh, How do I make that temporary? Because I think I just Uh, accidentally modified it 100%. Well, if there's, uh, take a note of what it was and then- I don't remember what it was! (laughs) <laughs> well, you reduced it by four. So okay, add let four me to add, it, a, add four to it. Okay, okay. Uh, I think there is a way to do it uh, temporarily. Hang on, give me a second here. Uh, yes, so there is a. So you've got the override score, override modifier. Right, I did override um, but, score and then it modified it. Yes, 100%. but it still says your base score is eight, so you can always change it. You can just delete the override score and it should reset to the normal value. Um, but yeah, you feel, Azara, okay. all of your strength just kind of drain out of you. And, you know, even your, like, staff, you're struggling to hold it up. Like, you're physically, you haven't used all your strength to just grip onto this staff as this thing latches onto you, um, as it does so. Uh, Tarkle, you you witness, all of you see this, this thing kind of rush off, grip its hands on Azara, and you just watch the color in her body drain. Like, she almost falls to her knees, like, a barely able to stand as it grips onto her yeah i would just immediately instinctively just throw my kiss of silver unsheath it and toss it towards go for it this shadow boy oh my gosh i rolled a three so 11 that's one off you watch as the kiss of silver just just it just nip misses the shadow's head almost in fear of risking azara right like you kind of have to throw it at the last second and it just passes past the shadow's uh, odd form. Anything else you'd like to do, Tarkle? Uh, no, that'll be it. Uh, Clive, I'm going to remember, Clive, you should have gone first. <laughs> I did it again. That's okay. Uh, so is all that's left this little frail remain of this one shadow? or uh, the, It's just the one attacking Azara. The other one, Agnes, just uh, ripped apart. There is oh, just right. this uh, other one left, uh, which is just gripped onto Azara. Okay, I'm going to do that thing where I try to hit it. Okay. That that's another nat twenty. What? 
I, w- I okay. wish I could switch cameras without screwing everything up, but I'm oh, it's fine. I trust looking you, man. It's at cool. it with my own two eyes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, so same thing again. So max the damage dice. Don't forget your plus three damage from uh, Rage mm-hmm. and then roll the dice again. Uh, eight, nine, ten. Uh, it's 11 plus the, the, the double, which was 16. 16. Yeah. Yep. So, so same 27. Thing, 27 again. And then damage modifier on top? That, that was added. Oh, okay, so, and you've added the plus three this time? Yes. Cool. So 27 damage. Uh, you watch as this thing kind of strikes down. Uh, so 27 halved would be 10, uh, 13. Um, the, the mace, again, kind of rips through, almost kind of shredding this thing with the weight of the blow. But there's still just these wispy strands left um, emerging from it. Second attack. Okay. 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 That is not a 20. Uh, that is a 17. That still hits easily Phew. enough. So on the backswing, the monster comes up. Uh, ooh, that's max damage. Uh, 15 total. 15 points of damage is plenty in this regard uh yeah. the the upswing dissipates what's ever left of this shadow azara you kind of breathe a sigh of relief as this thing evaporates in front of you and clive's giant leonine form is there the whole plaza seems to go still once again still in this kind of ever-present gloom there's still no light around you you're all relying on this kind of very faint blue light from these flame lit braziers um but even that is so dim it's hard to even see by um and your own dark vision kind of causing the shadows to stretch and warp around you but yeah there does now seem to be the coast is clear at least temporarily um but azara yeah you yeah you are that is your current that is your strength score uh oh i don't get it back it doesn't it you you, that strength isn't coming back to you. you you're kind of like you know the creature's been destroyed and you still feel that deadness in your limbs you still feel that kind of heavy weight of your clothing and gear pressing down on you uh, cool. So, I hand it over to you. All of you. That's how you do it, lads. So, those things came out of the door when I struck it. What do we? What does the door look like? I want to go over and inspect it. Does it look like... Uh, the door still... Shadow? The door still seems to be covered in shadow. Yeah, it's still got this, like, writhing kind of shadowy pattern on it. Um, the Kiss of Silver, I think maybe where it reflected a small amount of the light from the braziers, there is almost like a section, a tiny part of it that's been burnt away. Um, but you can see it's ever so slowly beginning to grow black uh, back to shadow. Um, so where the light of the, the dagger kind of reflected, uh, it did seem to cause some of the shadow to burn away. Mm. Noticing that, I'd probably look to Azara. It seemed like your magic was very effective in battle certain spells but do you think maybe that would work on the door uh i think at this point if Zara's is that affected she's just going to kind of slump down onto the floor and not be able to respond at the moment yeah it's, I mean, it's... She's, she's doing a thing you suppose i should hit it well i i don't think you should hit it i think that's what caused the shadows to attack us in the first place right which is why i think we should hit it well, I'm going to go to Azara's side while the boys talk It doesn't the door. look like we removed much of the shadow from the door. It's it's all still there, except this well, little... I got nothing else to do today except this. How long can we do this? Uh, I've got 
plenty of feet in me, light. I don't know about you. Uh, Agnes, when you go up to Azari, you can see that there's almost no sign of physical injury. There's maybe kind of like a little black scorch or like a kind of like part of her skin looks like something icy cold has touched it. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's just, yeah, this really pallid. Her muscles almost look a little bit shrunken and atrophied. Um, She looks very physically weak, but no actual outward sign of injury like wounds or anything like that. Would I recognize this as a sap strength spell? Uh, I think you can definitely make a medicine check for me. Um, That will give me 18. 18. I mean, looking at this, this undead creature, I mean, it's not hard. I don't think you guys are, you know, you're clever enough to work out that these shadows were definitely not living things. Definitely seems to have sapped her, like her strength. Like it's literally, you know, drained some of her very strength away. If, if it had continued doing that, you are not quite, you, that probably would have killed her. If if that had sapped all of her strength away, Azara probably would have died um, from that. Do I... Um, do I know how to counter the effects of a spell like this? Do, like, do I know if Cure Wounds would help or... Cure Wounds won't. There are spells, uh, Lesser and Greater Restoration, which can help sometimes with these spells. Sometimes things like this will go away with rest. Sometimes it's permanent. Um, greater restoration is almost a guaranteed cure, but that is a quite a powerful spell. Um, well, here's the thing, Mark Humes. Yeah. I, 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 I challenge you to consider, right? Please. That Agnes I love a has, has enhance ability yeah. as one of her spells, and she can cast bull's strength on somebody. Sure. Um, which gives them advantage on strength checks and their carrying capacity doubles. So I would posit that that brings somebody to a higher level of strength. So if they're at a lower level of strength, it might bring them to normal. Let me counter propose to you, Anna Prosser, that that is a really clever idea and I really like it. And how long does uh, enhance ability last? Is it an hour? An hour if concentrated. Okay, cool. So if you cast that spell, I would say that Azara feels strong enough that she can move around. She would basically be back to her original strength, but it would be a temporary solution. It would allow Azara to move around. Um, Azara's conscious. Like, she's just obviously so drained of strength that Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, Azara's reacting appropriately, but she's not unconscious or stunned or anything like that. But the enhanced ability would allow her to move around as long as you're concentrating on it, and it would be temporary. Uh, as long as that spell lasts because she needs to rest school yeah she needs to rest to fix it but like for now it would be like a a stim pack yeah exactly (laughs) it would be like a stim it would be like a temporary kind of boost to get her on her feet and moving around however if you were to fight more of those things and they did that again it would not save her from her strength being reduced her strength would still be what it is now which is four if they reduce it by another four she will still die gotcha so it doesn't I confer problem. with Azara as magic users. We we magic theory craft. And I ask her if yeah. she wants me to do this. Um, and Azara will respond. Um, at, I appreciate what you're doing for me. And if if push comes to shove and we have to fight again, we do have a potion of strength that I can use for now. And hopefully this isn't permanent. Or and Azara will just kind of trail off. So yes to the bull. Yes, please. So um, Agnes, I think the, the fluff of how Agnes's 
spell works is that each of these enhance abilities takes the form of kind of a um, fire spirit animal. So uh, for this one, I think Agnes kind of puts her hand on the ground and calls upon this like glowing molten looking fire that a bull like climbs out of the ground and like puts its shoulder under Azara's arm and pushes her up and then like absorbs into her. Yeah, yeah. fills her body. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we see this kind of going on in the background uh, whilst Tarkal and Clive, are you guys still arguing about hitting the door? Tell me yeah, what's going sure. down. Uh, well, I'm saying if that if we deal with another handful of shadows, we'll be fine. It'll be yeah, a good time. Yeah, but look at Azara. She's a mess from dealing with the shadows. We can't just provoke them without knowing how to not make this happen again. Well, she just had a bull claim in that. I think she'll be all right. She I'm can sit aside and we'll take care of it. Well, all right. How about we let Azara try working the door with whatever magic she's been using? And if that doesn't work, you can smack some shadows, Clive. Uh, kind of angered by the fact that this shadow took advantage of her uh, and a little bit bolstered by Agnes, Azara will kind of like stride forward, very determined um, and and just as an experiment and ready to run, will cast Word of Radiance on the door. Okay, uh, can you roll the damage for Word of Radiance? It's con third. Oh, just roll the damage? Okay. Yeah, just the door can't make a con save, so just roll me a straight up damage. If you believe it, it's 11. <laughs> nice. Nice. Perfect. Uh, let me grab this. Okay. So. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah. 10 points of radiant damage. So you watch as the word of radiance kind of erupts from Azar in this furious kind of burst of light. And a large enough part of the door, the shadow, I mean, this door is like 12, 13 feet tall. But mm-hmm. the, the attack burns away enough of the shadow that two creatures could get on either side of the door and either push or pull it open without touching the shadow stuff. Well, um, you can see the shadows a, are no longer being pulled in and things like that. Since it's a cantrip and it's just word of radiance, Azara will just start like screaming at the door, just like constantly like shouting. It burns this an, and yeah. burns it away until the whole door is no longer covered in shadow. Um, and yeah, she'll just yell like, open it now. Sure. Uh, Tarkle and uh, Clive, do you guys put, go, physically go up and you're going to try and open the door? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, can you both give me athletics checks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's four. 17. 17. Ooh, 17. Twins! The two of you, uh, as Azara lets this kind of big burst of light, you know, you can see this kind of fiery energy pulsing through her skin. The the light burns away the shadows and the two of you just shoulder barge into the doors and this big, heavy kind of... <gasps> as the doors are pushed open. Uh, if you've ever played a game like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, it's kind of got that strong vibe going on. Um, and it leads into a inner courtyard that you can see beyond. Um, this is the kind of interior wall gate. So what you look into is a smaller, tighter courtyard than the one you're standing in. You can see a covered well house sits at the very center of the space and then looming directly in front of you up a short set of steps there is an enormous castle. Uh, it has twisted spires, tiled overhangs looking down onto the space. All of its windows completely pitch black, like dark eyes staring down upon you. 
you can see its large doors at the front of the castle like a great sorrowful moor uh wide and open ready to accept any who would enter you can also see that to your left attached to the castle there appears to be a more uh smaller more homely looking building maybe something for a servants or a kitchen sort of thing um it has leaded windows, all equally dark. And then to the right, there is a stairway that leads up onto the castle's ramparts that encircle the main wall uh, around the castle itself. Um, and that is what you see. There is also a large guard's tower. And I will, uh, for those of you, it doesn't have to be shown on the stream, um, but for those of you uh, in the party, I will show you on a map roughly where you are. Hello, Mika Burton. Yes, I have a question. Um, sure. You said there's a large guards tower, but from where we are standing, can we see anything that looks like a mage tower or another sort of so tower? So there is, there is a part of the castle itself. Uh, there does appear to be a kind of uh, twisted spire um, that would match some of the spires that you would have seen in the grand cities in Cormir. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like a war wizard's tower, but it seems to be part of the larger castle itself, um, seemingly accessed from inside. Um, seeing that Azara will point up to the tower and say, if we're going to find a mage's lantern, that's where it'll be. Seems logical to me. The other thing I will mention is, uh, in fact, actually, you, know, you guys haven't really moved forward yet. The guard tower uh, rises up just on your right-hand side um, next to the stairs that lead up onto the ramparts. Uh, there is a kind of intense feeling of cold coming from it. it seems to be uh, almost spilling down like an icy mist uh, from some floor up above. Um, but the castle itself looms ahead of you. Uh, and yeah, apart from that and this little well house, uh, probably... Uh, the source of the water for the castle and extended sieges, that sort of thing. When you do look, there is a very faint glow coming from the well itself. The first bit of light that you have actually seen in this place that isn't a blue kind of dim flame. This appears to be a kind of soft white light uh, that is coming from deep uh, from the well itself. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to go over to that yeah, same. I immediately... And I'll, I'll call Agnes over as well. Okay. Well, Clive and Mika, it sounds like you guys are the first two there. Uh, you make your way over to this small um, kind of like, yeah, well. Uh, and looking into it, yeah, there is this very soft, pale light. Uh, there's a tall, narrow, uh, kind of towered-like building. Um, there is a metal crank and chain attached to the well itself. Um, and it appears to be a shaft that heads down um, and it is lit by this dimly glowing uh, light and it looks about 70 feet down. Um, there is water which is refracting the light. You can see that about 70 feet down there is water and there may be some sort of cavern or chamber uh, that the water is stored in below. Um, and yeah, you can just kind of see it maybe looks like a glowing orb below the surface of the water. Um, hard to see. Uh, you'd need to make a perception check if you would like to see any more details. I would like to make a perception check, please. Same. Okay. Sure. I also peer in. I just kind of look down there, say, well, now. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like this big lion face looks at Azara. 
<laughs> Azara will just sigh and take a look in as well, but she kind of chuckles under her breath. Not gonna lie, it, it tickles her a little bit. Tickles um, a little bit. I got a fifteen. 15? I got a twenty-one. Ooh. Okay, lion eyes. So even with the fifteen, Azara, the water's reflecting, refracting the source of the light. It's quite far down, and in fact, you realize this is probably the brightest light you've seen. It's actually kind of hurting your eyes a little bit to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive, though, you kind of peer down, and with your kind of uh, leonine sort of vision, you kind of separate some of the images, and like you blink a few times. There definitely is some sort of glowing orb. It looks to be, you know, maybe this the sight would fit in your fist, like fit in the palm of your hand. Um, but there are also there are bodies, the first kind of like physical remains you've seen since entering this place. Um, you can see the glint of rusted armor, and you can see tattered remnants of like uh dresses, like sodden dresses down there. Um, and it, they they're, they're skeletal, but they are the first remains you've seen since uh-huh. entering this place. What um, is the uh, diameter of this well? Um, I mean, it's big enough for a creature to go down. <laughs> is it small enough to kind of like sidle down? You would, you can climb down it, yeah. So you'd still make okay. an athletics check. There is also a chain which is attached to the crank and the kind of overhead spokes. Uh, there is a metal chain that heads down. This seems Climbing. to me like a job for Mage Hand. He said it 70, is 70 feet. feet. Yeah, Mage it's Hand is 70 30. feet down. Oh. I thought the same thing. Also, <laughs> Catman saw a glowing ball. He's already on his way. Down. <laughs> it's too late. We can't okay. stop. Then. It's just All right. going. All right, um, Clive, if you can. Um, so your climbing speed. Do you have a climb speed? I don't think you do, do you? I, I'm just thinking, do cat, no. cats have a climbing speed? I don't think so. What's your normal movement speed, Clive? Uh, that would be 45 feet. 45 feet so you climb at a rate of half your movement speed so we'll say 20 feet so it will take you about three rounds to get down what is anybody else doing anything while clive climbs down um preparing cure wounds just in freaking case (laughs) um like a few seconds you just hear like oh this thing goes way down here doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) I guess Azara will just kind of shout down, uh, when you reach the orb, throw it up and I'll catch it. And she'll prepare, prepare okay. Mage Hand. So you shout that down. Tarkle, are you just kind of standing guard? What's Tarkle up to? Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye out at this point because okay. a, a lion just jumped in a well. Sure. Make a perception check for me, Tarkle, because uh, whilst something happens, I want to see if you pick up on anything else. Uh, Clive, you start climbing down you're not you're you're about 20 feet down like you're just beginning your ascent um and that chain that you're kind of using partly using to climb down kind of using your feet on either side as well the chain snaps uh the rusted worn out chain snaps and you begin sliding down give me a um give me an athletics check to see if you can catch yourself before you sploosh into the water i rolled a dirty 20 on that um 14 13 clive you're you you try and like put your arms down, but they kind of like begin to burn. It hurts the palm of your hands, and you <sighs> splash down into the water below. You kind of feel, you don't take any damage because you do hit the water feet first. You kind uh, of dive under. Tarkle, whilst this happens, like the others kind of are like looking at Clive, and just before you turn around, you do notice that stood in the kind of dark arch of the door that leads into the castle interior there is a shape the shape of some sort of humanoid not moving 
but just stood there. Uh, Clive, you hit the water. Uh, you Do you come up for air or are you just going to go straight, swim straight down? Um, cat instincts kick in. The first few seconds of being in water, I'm just like flailing, freaking out. <laughs> sure. So you kind of flail and freak out. You, you swim up and you realize that actually at the bottom of this well, there is a fairly large cavernous space. Um, it's maybe about 40 feet uh, from the surface of the water. So, you know, it's quite far down. Like, it's quite deep, this cavern system you're in. Um, you kind of swim up to the surface, grab some air. And, yeah, you've got 70 feet of well going up to the others. Um, but looking down, yeah, you see three uh, skeletal corpses, uh, one of which um, has a skeletal hand wrapped around this glowing ball. Uh, there is also, they appear to be wearing all sorts of different jewelry that seems to be fairly well preserved, even in the water. Um, one of them also carries a leather scroll case. Uh, and yeah, that's what you see. Hey, you got all sorts of shady, nice things. I'm going to see what I can't bring back up. Uh, Zara hearing that will say, yes, take everything you see just in case. I'll um, try and gather whatever I can. Okay, Tarkle? I would tap, I would like look to Agnes and be like, Agnes, do you see? And like point towards the figure that I see in the doorway. Yeah, so Agnes, even being very cutely aware of your surroundings um, with everything that Clive was doing, you didn't quite pick up on this. But now that Tarkle's pointed it out to you, you see a little bit more clearly than Tarkle does. There is just leaning against the door and watching you you don't see their eyes reflecting any light, but there is a elven humanoid just watching. They just seem to be leaned against the door, watching everything you're doing. Do they see uh, me seeing them? You don't know because you can't see where they're looking. Their whole face is almost like a shadow. You just see the outline of them. Um, uh, Clive, you start swimming down. Um, mm-hmm. You've definitely got enough breath. You don't have to worry about holding your breath down here. You're a big, strong line man. Um, and yeah, you start gathering stuff up. You grab the orb, uh, which is called a drift globe. You can add that to your inventory. Uh, there is also um, some golden, uh, there's a golden necklace and a gold signet ring and the scroll case, which you can all just make, make a quick note of those. Um, I don't think Clive would know how much these things are worth on his own, but maybe Azara or the others would. But when you go down there and you start gathering things up, you see um, more light begins to filter into the cavern, not just from the ball that you're holding, but three orbs of kind of pale blue light just sort of wink into existence and begin drifting through the water. Playfully. Uh, And you start swimming back up to the surface. And I'm afraid we're going to need to roll initiative because these things I begin knew. to crackle with lightning uh, as you do so. You said there's three bodies down there, huh? There's three bodies and there there's are three orbs three, of light. I there's knew three it. orbs of light. I got 15. 13, 13 for me. Okay, give me a second here. I just got to sort of my count. So 13, did you say, Zara? 15. 15. My apologies. 13, 13 for, for Agnes. Agnes. Yeah. Thank you. Tarkle. 12. 12. And Clive. 13. 13. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so, th- you being a kitty in underwater, you can swim, but like you are slower than these things, which seem to be completely unfazed by the water itself. In this kind of large fear, they begin crackling with lightning, and they will basically fly towards you at a rapid rate, um, and two of them 
get close enough that they begin to try and shock you with this lightning. Um, and because you are in the water, they're going to have advantage on this attack roll against you as it is conducting the water. Everyone uh, hears, oh! oh. <laughs> uh, the first one kind of sends out a blast of lightning and you kind of manage to swerve to the side, even though the water is kind of carrying some of the current. Um, the next one, boop, boop, boop. That one, however, is probably going to hit. That's a 21. Uh-huh. Do, 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 do. That's going to be nine points of lightning damage, Clive, as these two little balls kind of swim up to you and blast you with uh, with lightning um, as you are desperately trying to swim for the surface, which is about, yeah, uh, 40 feet up from where you are. Um, uh, as a point as well for your benefit, Nate, what kind of weapon uses a morning star, right, Clive? Mm-hmm. Underwater, you'll have disadvantage on all your attacks uh, with anything that isn't like a piercing weapon, like a dagger or a short sword. Um, and ranged weapons just don't work in general. Uh, okay. Azara, you looking down the well, you uh -huh. see Clive like looking around and then starts rapidly swimming up. Uh -huh. You see more light filling the cavern below uh -huh. and two balls of lightning rush towards him and blast him with lightning as he's trying to swim back his way up to the surface. Um, what do you do? How far away are they? 70 feet, and then 70. they are about uh, 30 feet from that, so 100 feet down. Ha! Okay, 100 said, feet. I'll, I'll be back up in a minute. Um, that's 10 feet out. Um, that would murder him. Um, um, you guys oh! hold direction. Uh, yes, I'm going... I'm going to hold my action until one of them, in my arcane knowledge, would I know if this is something that has an intellect score or is sentient? I would say that or you, has a mind. given that they seem to be waiting in ambush and they have attacked Clive once he swum down for the shiny thing, uh -huh. you would guess that there is some sentience. How much sentience? You don't know. But okay. Well, they do appear to be sentient things. At that risk, I'm going to hold my action until one of them gets within 90 feet of me. Okay. Sure. That would probably be if they follow Clive up, they'll definitely yes. get within that range. Okay. Yes. Agnes Crown Silver. Uh, when I when I gave the strength spell, I forgot that that mean, meant no other spells. Concentrations. Well, as long as it's not a concentration spell, uh, you can cast other spells as long as they're oh. not concentration spells. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like until you cast any other spell. No, no, it's only other concentration spells. So if you have like an instant cast spell um, or like cantrips, you can still use those and things like that. Yeah, concentration only goes out when you cast another concentration spell or you're incapacitated or you fail a concentration check. Um, I don't think this will work, but just for fun. Very crafting. <laughs> um, I have erupting earth which is I can create like a fountain of earth basically. Mm -hmm. And then if, if a creature fails a dex save, they take bludgeoning damage and it turns into difficult terrain. Mm -hmm. But theoretically, if I were to cast erupting earth between the lightning moats and Clive, and it was to erupt under him to oh. propel him up the well, mm. what do you think? What's the, give me the exact, like, what range and stuff does it have? Like, does it say, like, it projects, like, in a yeah, 15 so foot range or something like that? Range is um, 120 feet. I choose okay. a point that I can see on the ground. Oh, on the ground. Well, on the side of the well, 
let's say. Well, it's also Clive's currently at the bottom of a stone cavern. Like you can see that underneath the well is this stone cavern that this kind of pocket of water has been created in. Um, and Clive's at the bottom of it where he was gathering up all the goodies. So it would be the ground. But there is like a, there's rock underneath him currently. Yeah. So a fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20 foot cube centered on that point. Each creature in that area must make a deck saving throw. A creature takes, uh, let me make sure that I'm on the right level because I don't want, yeah. A creature takes 3d12 bludgeoning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Additionally, the ground in that area becomes difficult terrain until cleared. Okay, the difficult terrain probably won't affect these things because they're swimming in the water above where you'd be churning the earth. The other thing is that Clive will probably have to make this saving throw as well, but I will have him propel him 20 feet up. Like, if this, if like whether he succeeds or fails, this will push him 20 feet up. Uh, It may push the wisps with him as well, Um, but you will also do the damage, like, if he fails the save. Like, he will just be another target of the spell. He has Um, a lot of... Got loads of hit points. HP. So He's got I'll loads of fix that if it, you know. If, yeah, you, yeah. you have curing yeah. spells. You're good. Agnes like was looking at the elf and then like, oh, what? <laughs> like just throws earth. <laughs> Yeah. So you see, like, Clive, you just feel like this rumbling, rumbling in the stone beneath you as you're about to kind of begin swimming upwards. And then just this geezer of rock and stone propels directly under you. Can you, and I will make for the two uh, wisps that moved up to you, I will make dexterity saving throws. Um, and it's okay. uh, 16. Save DC. Okay. okay. One fails, one succeeds. Uh, is it half damage on the success? Yeah. So uh, to, uh, you know, balance the two nat 20s, that's a one. No! <laughs> well, enjoy this damage. <laughs> Dang it. Come on, Clive. You're, you're, it's a swimming cat. <laughs> Not much like team. Your, your bar was way points. too high. Uh, so that's going to be eight for the one that took half. It's um, okay. I mean, the whole point was to lift you and you can take a hit. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, these things, there is some ethereum, uh, ephemeral nature to them. Some of the rock and stone passes through them, but it does still project them and, and push them uh, and, and damage them as, as you kind of spring forth this thing. Clive, you are also battered in the back by these stones as you are propelled <laughs> 20 feet up. So now there's only 20 feet to the surface. You can get there in one, one swim now um, as you're kind of projected upwards. Two of these things definitely seem to be injured, one more than the other. Um, Azara, your spell also triggers because the two things are pushed up with Clive. Heck yeah. Um, are all um, the treasures also pushed up? Well, he was holding them. He had like gathered oh, okay. them up. Clive's, Clive, Clive's gathered them all. So uh, Then I cast Mind Thrust on the one that looks less damaged, I guess. Sure. You can't uh, really tell, but sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, is an Intellect 14 save. Okay. Uh, that is going to be 13. Dope. Uh, so that's 3d6 damage. Nice. There's no resistance against this. Dope. That's five, six, seven, eight, nine points of, of psychic damage. Nine points of psychic damage. You watch as one of these little uh, orbs winks out of existence. Dope. Um, seemingly... <laughs> Your, your spell, this kind of like projection of mental force, you connect with some hateful, vengeful spirit that oh. this thing is. And with your very force of your mind, Azara, you basically just go, no. And it winks out of existence, um, dissipating. 
uh, as a bonus action, can I scream, keep swimming? Sure. Uh, Clive. Okay. So I'm going to, I guess you said I'm a, a one turn swim away now. Yeah. So you were at the bottom, which was it's 40 feet to the surface of the water, which is where then it's 70 feet of well. Mm-hmm. You were pushed up 20 feet in a 20 foot cube. So there's now 20 feet of, of swimming to go. And your swim speed is your half of your normal speed. So you can get there in one movement. You can swim to the surface and then try and climb up the well um, if you wish. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do that. Okay, cool. Uh, you. This would be an attack opportunity uh, against the one that's next to you. That's uh, fine. Tr- sure. Okay. Um, ba- 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 that is definitely going to hit. That's like a 23. Uh, mm-hmm. Four. Uh, 12 more points of lightning damage as you're kind of like... And then as you swim up, just you're blasted in the side by lightning. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And then you just want to start climbing your way up the well. Mm -hmm. So you're big enough and the well is like made of these old cobbled stones. I'm not going to have you make an athletics. You're just going to be moving at half speed. So it's like 20. So you'll basically get 20 feet up the well um, with your full range of movement. But that'll be your whole turn. You'll have to dash up the well basically to clamber up it. But you start kind of pulling yourself up like. Now, if I were to rage. Yes. And then I get advantage on strength checks. Would that help me climb better? It, it won't make you climb any faster. It will make sure that you don't fall if you like take damage or anything like that, but it's not going to help you climb faster. Nah, um, I'm not going to fall. Sure, okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't need it then. Uh, cool. Well, Clive of the Wildmane. Uh, from beneath you, Clive, uh, one of the remaining little orbs that hadn't quite flown in to attack you yet, uh, Azara and Agnes and Clive, you see it kind of... Whoosh, whip through the water below the water and then it just begins flying straight up and it just whoosh, up into the air uh it gets pretty much within range that it can blast uh clive with a bottle of lightning but it doesn't have advantage anymore as it's no longer in the water and this one you feel a blast of uh, kind of burnt air uh, as you kind of move your head to the side of clive and stones break next to you as this blast of lightning singes the wall behind you as this little floating orb of light uh is chasing after you uh Tarkle. Uh, what, what do you want to do? Uh, I haven't taken my eyes off of this figure. Mm. The they have way. not moved. And uh, I honestly think I'm just going to like move myself, I guess, like in, to be directly in front of the well if I wasn't already, to kind of like mm-hmm. position myself between this figure and my friends. Sure. And I'm not, I'm just going to keep looking because it sounds you like things are going fine. An <laughs> ever so slight shift in position where they're clearly adjusting it so that they can watch you. So like before where they're kind of leaning up, they kind of twist their body so that they keep you in eye line mm-hmm. as you I, move. Can I can I ready my kiss of silver? Mm-hmm. And if he does anything, if this figure does anything funny, I want to just impale him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my turn. So you're just watching it. Okay. Uh, we jump up to the top. Uh, one of the the remaining wisp in the water will also now fly upwards and kind of gets alongside Clive and is going to try and blast him uh, for a 17 to hit Clive. Yep. Blast of lightning. 13 points of lightning damage as this thing floats up next to you and explodes with light once again. Ow. Uh, the other one was destroyed. Uh, that's all they can do. Azara. 
So you can see Clive, he's now 50 feet from the surface. He's about 20 mm -hmm. feet up the well. Mm -hmm. So about 50 feet down, Clive and two of these balls of light. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to spend... Wait, is, is spending a sorcery port an action or a bonus action? I believe it's a bonus action. Dope. Bonus action. I'm spending one sorcery point to have resistance to lightning, mm -hmm. just in cases. Um, and then I'm... Is one of them hurt? Uh, one of them, yeah, it does seem to be a little diminished uh, cool. in terms of its luminosity. Um, I'm going to point at it and cast Toll of the Dead. So that's a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, wisdom saving throw. Uh, do undead get any sort of like special like uh, disadvantage or anything on the saving throw? Uh, the target must succeed on wisdom saving throw. Take necrotic damage if the target is missing any of his points. It takes double or, or it takes d12. No, nothing about. Okay. It's just it's just missing hit points. It still fails and it is missing hit points. So. Dope. So that's 2d12. Whoa. Uh, where are my 12s? There they are. That is a nine and a six. So 15. 15 points of necrotic damage. Quite interestingly, oh, they have resistance to necrotic. Uh, so that's going to become seven points of damage. So you hear this kind of melodious, and you see the, the orb seems to almost dim ever so slightly as this melodic uh, bell sounds and echoes down the well itself. Um, anything else, Azara? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, Agnes Crown Silver. I'm trying to think. The the moats are still like behind Clive, right? One of them is like five feet below him. One of them is next to him. It's like floating so they can fly. So it's just floating next to his face. Uh, and there's only two left, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to cast. Wait, I'm going to double check that it doesn't take concentration. It does take concentration. <sighs> um, the joys. <laughs> I am going. Dang it! So does guidance. Um. So many of my things are concentration. And that is an unfortunate key factor in a lot of support and utility spells. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to. Try a scorching ray. Okay. So attack rolls. Uh, you have three rays, I believe, unless you're casting at a high level. I do have three rays, yes. Okay. So you've got um, the one next to Clive, which is the one Zara just used Toll the Bell on. It does seem dimmer than the other one. The other one is much brighter. Um, so they're, they're not taking any damage. All right. I'm shooting the one right next to Clive. Okay. First is an 11 for the first ray. That does not hit. Uh, the nimble little ball of light whoosh, whips to the side. The next one, that was a warning shot. Uh, the next <laughs> one is a 24. That does hit the one next to Clive. And that'll do 2d6 fire damage, which will be seven. Seven points of fire damage. They are resistant, but they take half damage. Um, so you see like it does kind of the burn, the, the scorching ray does strike against the creature and it does kind of semi-burn parts of it away. Um, but its undead nature seems to be kind of protecting it from some of the elements. And then the third ray. Oh my gosh, my rolls are so bad. It's a 10. It whips to the side again, lightning quick. like. I'm just trying not to hit Clive, you know? 
being yeah. really careful. Yeah, makes sense. absolutely. Clive of the Wild Main. You have 50 feet to the surface. You have two things next to you. What would you like to do? So if all I do is climb, then how far can I get of the 50 uh, You would be able to get 40 feet up, although you do have 45 movements. So I would say you could get the full 50 uh, if you go at full speed. That would be your action and your move, and they would get an attack opportunity against you, both of them. Would it also be my bonus action? No, you'd still have your bonus action. Okay, so just to see what happens, I'm going to rage. <laughs> you let out the roar, the prismatic color spreads out from you as your wild magic uh, comes into effect, the magic of the mm -hmm. Feywild. Uh, and that's going to be... What is that? Um... Flowers and vines temporarily grow around you until your rage ends. The ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain. <laughs> so the walls of the well uh, begin growing with this overgrowth. These vines and flowers, um, moss begins growing all up the sides of the well as you let out this bellowing roar, creating this like verdant evergreen uh, all around the sides of you. Um, cool. That's what you get. Cool. Great. Now there's now there's whatever. I'll and the just, floating orbs don't care. <laughs> I like rage in these vines growing. I just look at the orbs like I'll just keep climbing. <laughs> cool. All right. Two opportunity attacks against you. The first one yep. is gonna be a 14, uh, which cool. I believe misses. Uh blasts the wall next to you. The next one's a 16. Yep. So that does hit. Uh, so the first one you managed to dodge. The second one, uh, not too bad damage. Eight lightning damage as you're kind of like... Psh, your claws dig into the vines and the moss, almost giving you like extra handholds, right? That allows mm. you to pull yourself all the way to the top. And you just managed to kind of pull yourself up over the lip of the well uh, as you do so. Um, joining your rest of your companions. And that's Great. your full turn. Uh, one of the lights immediately flies up uh, to follow you and sensing that you are... Uh, I'm a gonna guess how what hit points are you on actually clive i have 38 does anybody have less than 38 hit points uh no nope in that case they go for clive uh so this one will that's only an 11 so as you pull yourself over this little ball of light pops up out of the well and tries to blast you with lightning again you manage to roll to the side um, as it connects into the stone floor the cobblestones of the plaza tarkle uh, I think I feel still feel like everyone's fine. So I'm going <laughs> to just take a step towards the figure. Not like a crazy amount, just trying to get a better view. I can see. Okay. You start getting closer and closer. And as you start walking towards it, the figure shifts. They almost stop leaning against the wall. Um, they're just their body weight. And you do begin to see them take a much more defensive posture. Um, they appear to have like a spear that they kind of pull free and they just kind of stretch themselves. Um, how far, how close do you want to get? They're maybe sort of 60, 70 feet away. Uh, maybe a bit, maybe more like 80 feet and like where the castle doors are. How close I, do you want to get? I think I was, I was basically just trying to get a better view. Look. Yeah. Sure. So like if I now can see more details by moving up 15 like, feet or 10 yeah, feet. 20, 20 feet or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I don't think I would, I wouldn't move any further and I'd still just ready my action. Sure. So you can see the outline of this person. They're wearing like a dark cloak and 
there you can see that they just blend in with the shadow like even just stood amongst it they just seem to almost become part of the shadows and in your dark vision especially the grays the blacks the whites of your dark vision they are almost impossible to see you only just barely caught a glimpse of them because you get the impression they're not trying to hide from you you ever knowing you know being somebody who knows how to hide and keep themselves stealthy if this person didn't want to be seen there is no way you would have seen them not with the way your dark vision works not with this environment they would have been basically invisible um they are armed and you can see ever so slightly what appears to be elven figure to them they do appear to be some sort of elven figure that's all the detail you can get okay that's enough detail then yeah i'll just like i'll continue holding my kiss of silver in my like kind of ready like if i could just toss it if he does anything funny or if they do sure. anything funny uh, another little glowing orb whoop, pops up out of the uh well there's now two of them hovering above the well and it will try to blast uh poor old clive for a 17 mm-hmm. six points of lightning damage <laughs> As this thing pops up, there's no sound to these things when they emerge. They just seem to almost pulse with light um, as they do so. Azara, uh, am I within five feet of one of them? You are. You're in cool. five feet within five feet of both of them. In fact, no way. I'm gonna word of radiance one of whichever one is brighter. Well, right word now. of radiance is five feet all around you, right? Yes, it okay. is. Oh, <laughs> God, you are just the best, Mark. Uh, yes, I, I, I word of radiance, both of them, which is a con 13. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Each creature of your choice, you can exclude Clive and Agnes from the spell. Even oh, of better. Of course. Uh, so remind me again, what saving, is that saving throw on my part? Yes. Con 13. Con 13. Interesting. The first one does seem to resist it slightly. The second one does not, which is the more injured one. Um, cool. Um, so only one takes damage? Uh, only one takes damage, yes. Okay. That is four, five, seven points of radiant damage. Seven points of radiant damage. This almost forces it to wink out of existence. There is just this ever so slight, faint, dim, tiny little sphere left as this light, this winds kind of wash over it. Um, and it does not seem to fully banish the creature away, uh, but leaves it in a highly damaged state. Anything else on your turn, Mika? Uh, Yeah... If I move, that's not going to give them an attack of opportunity, right? They're not that close to me. No, they're within five feet of oh, you. Oh, they're within we five just feet of me. Over. Oh, right. Yeah, true. Well, I didn't know if that's <laughs> close enough. It is indeed um, close enough. As that's, yeah, it's fine. All right, Agnes. I, they have been completely focused on Clive, right? Yes, yeah, they, they, they seem to be drawn. Like, you can see Clive is heavily injured. Like, he's got these burns and blasts and everything else going on, and they are almost focused, you know, out for blood, you would get the impression of these things. And Clive is not within touch distance of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. He pulled himself he up is. out of the well. You okay. guys were, like, looking down in the well. He's now outside of it, so you can Then I'm going to just, easily. like, uh, I'm going to kind of help him out of the well, and as I do, my hands glow a little bit with with fire embers and i cast cure wounds on him oh uh and you get do 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 not very much probably but i'm gonna try you get seven hit points seven extra hit points that's something thank you anything else mm -hmm. agnes no oh wait did i have my fire spirit this whole time 
Um, yes, you did, because you summoned it during the Shadows fight. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Candor. It's been a week. Candor <laughs> <laughs> was, was over, like, playing with some, like, spider sure. web or something. Sure. Oh, <laughs> get down here. And Candor uh, will cast Flame Seed on one of the lightning motes. Go for the, it. The more the most injured, injured one. one. Yeah, yeah. The, the dimmest one. Sure. And that will be. Do, 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 do. Um, let's see. It is a ranged plus eight to hit. So that will be 16 to hit. That is a hit. Uh, no, it is not. In fact, sorry, my apologies. Uh, the flame seed kind of spits out, and this little ball does manage to really. These things are so quick when they move. Their movements are like lightning. It's just. Shadow, pay attention. <laughs> Poor little bird. Just flaps its little hummingbird wings as it kind of. This little blue, little blue fiery bird moves mm-hmm. out the way. Uh, Clive, you are, you know, on your feet. By the well, there are these two balls of lightning, which have been very annoying. Uh, what mm-hmm. would you like to do? Um. Well, I don't. I, I don't know if I can like swing at these things. You can. They're within range. Well, I don't. They do know seem very happens. hard to hit. All right. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a swing. I'm raging, so at least there's that. Yep. Let's see here. At the uh, dimmer one first. Let's see here. That's a 23. Does hit, yeah. You know, it hits, although this thing nearly got out of the way. Like, and the Morningstar connects with it. Well, that's gonna, let's see. 11. 11 points of damage. The mace connects with this dim glowing sphere and it just evaporates into light and diminishes uh, completely destroyed. Sweet. Oh, I get another attack, so I'm going to try the same thing. Yep. The remaining one seems still quite bright. It's barely been uh, diminished in any way. Well, that's uh, 20 higher than the last one. That hits. And Oh, wait, there's a plus three to it. Fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. Again, that same instance where the weapon does seem to phase through parts of this thing, um, absorbing some of the blow, but it definitely dims in light as the mace passes through it. You see its life force kind of almost shrink in color um, as it does so. Um, On your go, Clive, unless unless there's anything else you'd like to do? Um, let's see. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead. No, 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 that's all I'm gonna do. All right. Uh, On its go, this thing does seem to sense that the tables have turned. It gets the sense that it has lost this battle. uh, And it is going to do, it basically goes to dip down into the ground itself. It seems to almost try to incorporately move through the ground. Uh, You do get an attack of opportunity against it. Um, Anybody who's around. if you have the Warcaster feat, you can use a spell in place of an attack. I don't have that feat, so... So it has to be a melee weapon attack. Can I hit it with a dagger? You can definitely try. Cool. And it has to be a melee weapon, right? It does have to be a melee I gotta weapon. get another melee weapon, because all I got is my fist. The other a good one for you, Agnes, is the Warcaster feat, because then you can do stuff like Primal Savagery as an opportunity attack and stuff like that. Uh... It's good. You got well, a 26 I... to hit. That hits, Clive, so roll me up damage for you. Uh, Mika? I got a nine. 
does not hit. As <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to throw a dagger at a will o' the wisp, it's not working. I, I punched for nineteen. Dang. That hits the nineteen just barely connects with this thing. You swipe with your fist and just clock it. It does one damage. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I really actually am kind one. of liking this lore that is developing that Agnes just gets frustrated when things move past her and just and monk levels. Things. Monk yeah. levels. <laughs> yeah, Agnes takes levels with monk and starts punching shit. And uh, 11 damage for mine. 11 damage to yours. So it doesn't unfortunately have enough strength to completely destroy it, but it does just dip into the ground and that light uh, that it was emitting just vanishes. Um it does not return, so unless there's anything you guys want to do to try and chase after this thing, it has sunk into the ground itself. It's not in the well. Um, it seemingly has just vanished from view. I'm going to consider this out of initiative uh, as the thing has beaten a hasty retreat. I turn to the elf. I'm like, thanks for the help. Uh, since Agnes is yelling into the darkness, can I turn <laughs> to see what she's yelling at? Yeah, you see what she's yelling at. Uh, initially, there's no real response. Uh, and then... After a kind of slight pause, the figure steps forward. And as they move away from the shadow of the door itself, and they step, there's no natural light. There's no moonlight here. The whole area is just this dim darkness, only really this your dark vision. And the tiny, briefest, dimmest light from Kanda uh, is giving you any illumination. Um, uh, apart from actually there is the there's a, a sphere of light around clive who's now holding this glowing ball uh in his palm um oh, which is was, giving when i was by, i forgot to mention um when i was climbing up i would have just put it in my mouth so there you go so it's in his mouth <laughs> so there's this like 20 foot radius of light uh, around clive um but you notice that it doesn't go past that like the light is bright to a point and then it just becomes nothing thing um around him um but out in the distance beyond the light you see this figure step forward uh they are a very tall they must be sort of like six foot seven six foot eight uh tall very white like pallid white elf their ears are exceptionally long they have long white hair that kind of trails down behind them and they've got this long cloak up which kind of the hair is spilling out the front of in one hand, they clutch a long, quite crude-looking spear tipped with obsidian, and they're wearing long black cloak, and then they have black leather wraps around their forearms and their legs. Almost only really their shoulders and their face is showing any skin. The rest of it's all covered up. And in a kind of rasping voice, they uh, speak out, I am not here to help you. You should leave now. I'm not here to help you either. Maybe you should too. Azar will kind of hold up that. a hand and say, are you King Raiden? No. I am not the man who caused this. I am an observer. But I believe I did not make myself clear enough. Leave now. This is not Why? a place for mortals. Because it is dangerous. Because it is not meant for you to be here. This place has been condemned. My lady has seen fit to observe its tragedy. 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 You know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a Mark Humes, not him. Uh, not them, I should say. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of just narrow their eyes. Uh, I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> 
This is not a place for you to be. We're on a mission to retrieve items that belong to someone. And as such, we do belong here until we have retrieved those items, at which point we will certainly leave. Your laws of your world do not apply here anymore, little noble. This is not a place of things belonging or things being owned. The only thing that is here is death and misery. Well, it seems that that's something we should change. And what, will you change the wind? Will you change the color of your sky? Will you change the hot, the heat of a fire? This is what it is. You are not in your world, not fully. This place has gone beyond your realm. Azar is just kind of getting really fed up with this entire situation right now. Like she's she's hit her freaking limit, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh my god, okay, blah blah, Shadowfell, plane of death and darkness. We get it. You're scary. You're trying to scare us. We're not leaving. We're here on a mission. Either you'll get in our way, or we'll go through you. This is getting to be obscene." And she just she's just like losing her shit at this point. <laughs> She's got like one tiny smudge of soot. On her. She's like, <laughs> She's like I'm like, losing it. Yeah. <laughs> She's just so sick of riddles and darkness and bullshit. Yeah. She's like, no, yeah, absolutely. no, yeah, we're done. The figure. I mean, you can make a um, give me an intimidation check. I'm gonna. Sure. <laughs> Is it a nat twenty? I'm gonna assume by that yeah. face, it's a nat twenty. Nice. Dude, what a uh, lucky game today. The figure does not... They don't appear afraid of you, but your words definitely have some impact. Their eyes narrow once again. At least you seem to be aware of where you are. But you perhaps do not fully understand the implications of your impatience. Right now, I could... Your friend is injured, and he points at Clive. Clyde, you have been attacked by the shadows that dwell here. I've been worse. You could not just go through me. Yeah, pretty sure I could. you could survive. Well, how about this? Instead of speaking in riddles, Mr. Mystery Man, why don't you explain to us where we are if this is so important to you? Or are you just going to stand there and keep monologuing? (laughs) My name is Gallo, but I'm no man. I am of the Shadar Kai. I serve the Eternal Queen. We apologize. We didn't mean to assume. Uh, Your petty constructs of gender and socialness beyond beyond this world. Oh, lad, you can't say that. You are very strange individuals. The Raven Queen watches over the Shadowfell. This place, something happened here long, long ago. It was pulled partly into my world, but it still partly remains in yours. It exists as a, as a crossing, a place where the two realms intertwine, bleed into each other. As a result, you have seen some of the creatures it has created from the people that once resided here. I can assure you that within the castle, they only get worse, more powerful, more deadly. What was being done here, I'm not exactly certain. This lord you mentioned, this Raiden, Raiden, 
whatever, whoever they are, they must have, they were up to something. They were invoking the power of the Shadowfell. Perhaps they had made a contract with one of the powerful beings that dwells here. Then something happened in your realm, something powerful enough, something chaotic and disruptive enough that it influenced whatever this Raedrin was up to, anchored this castle, this ruin, both in the Shadowfell, but also not within it. I have stood watch over it for millennia, trying to warn away mortals such as yourselves who have been foolish enough to come here, who have gotten themselves killed. As many as I could, at least. And why is what the do you well-being... seek? Oh. Speak, please. Why is the well-being of random mortals your concern? The Raven Queen... Their misery is undeserved. The Raven Queen does not appreciate misery that is undeserved. The people here, those that serve this Raedrin, Raedrin himself, their misery is deserved. Therefore, I will not interfere with what they've done here. I will not try and stop them. But others, whose fates do not deserve tragic endings, well, my Queen does not wish to see them suffer. Well, you have given us our warning, and if we go forward and suffer misery, it is deserved. So let us go, and we are not breaking your Raven Queen's rules. You are not. Or, on the other hand, this item that we seek is said to, is rumored to destroy Raven for good and everything that he stands for. So if mm. you and your Raven Queen would like to see him and his people suffer for all of eternity, more so than this split Shadowfell realm, we're on the same page. I would not say we are in the same page, perhaps the same book, but your words do strike something true. I will not stop you, but I cannot help you. I cannot help you directly. There are some things I can offer you. If you have questions of the castle, of some of the foes you may face, ask. If I go back down that well and find that little ball of light, you think I could have a rematch with him? The wisp? Most certainly. It is drawn to... Uh, it is a petty thing. Petty thing of hate and vengeance. Uh, it will recover. They are cowardly. It will go, it will regain its energy, and then when it is ready, it will lie in wait for the next foolish mortal to go seeking trinkets. But if you wish to fight it, you may struggle to find it. They can become invisible at will. It can hide. Ah, it's cowardly. Indeed. It seems most of these energies or enemies are resistant to our efforts. We've made good headway, but should we know anything about their strengths and weaknesses? A lot of the more intangible creatures that remain here, shadows, specters, they will be resistant to your weapons. But inside the castle, it is strange. I believe that whatever effect, whatever magic Raedrin was up to, he was transforming himself and some of his colleagues into otherworldly creatures. I do not know what has become of Rager, and he lies deep, deep beneath the castle in a chamber that even I dare not enter. But I have witnessed what he has done with some of his others. 
He transformed at least two of them into Shadar Kai, like myself. But they are not born to this realm. They are not prepared for its misery, its tragedy, its death. It has driven them mad. Now they guard the entrance to the caverns beneath. They, like me, can be fought with weapons and spell, but you will find them difficult foes. Here is our realm. Shadows are our ally, our weapon. As long as they have that, you will be at a disadvantage. There are also other powerful undead within the castle. Some of the Lord's servants or family, I do not know which, but uh, they have become creatures of undeath. Uh, some of them will be resistant to your spells, but most of them can be hacked with weapons. I have tangled with them on occasion in combat. Uh, what is this item you seek? We seek a lantern. A lantern Lady Cecilia reportedly had. I only know of Radrian because one of the mad undead constantly speaks of him. I have not heard of this Cecilia before. Uh, and a lantern, I have not... Any device of light was destroyed by the undead. They hate it. Light is their antithesis, as it is mine. Uh, we cannot abide the, the light of your world in this place. Uh, do you so possibly... Many of them have been destroyed. Do you know of a tower? Uh, a, a mage's tower, possibly? Yes, with... I know of the mage's tower. It is... Uh, he points behind him, uh, behind themselves. They point behind themselves to the door. There is an entrance hall. You will find uh, the door to the tower just beyond it, but it is heavily warded. Even I do not dare to try and pass through it. Uh, powerful magics that seemingly survive whatever cataclysm befell here. But there is another entrance in the dining room behind the fireplace, a, a tunnel, a passageway. However, the dining room is occupied by one of these undead. The mad one I spoke of earlier. But these undead, radiant energy harms them more so, does it not? Yes, I believe. Well, I cannot summon it myself. I know of such spells, have injured some of them in the past, but I cannot say it will work on all of them. Right. Well, I know you say we're not on the same page, but we are in the same book. Is there anything... I know that you are beyond our mortal whatever, but is there anything we could possibly tempt you with, offer you to aid us any further beyond these walls as we complete our quest? They definitely seem a little offended. Uh, <laughs> there is no bribe. There is no reward that I could give to break my vow to my queen. But you won't be breaking your vow if you are destroying what she supposes should be... An in turmoil, correct? You do not understand what the misery of this place is. If the queen has decreed that this misery is to continue, then it is to continue. Her wishes, her will is not for you or I to decide. I'm not asking to decide her will. I'm just wondering if what I wonder falls under her will. If she believes it to be so, she will tell me. She sounds nice. Yeah, is there a way that we can contact her? The queen? If you wish to travel to the city of Nevernight, many leagues away from this place in the Shadowfell, by all means, you will need to cross over fully into the realm of death and shadow. I've done worse. But that seems like it'll go off our path for now, so I guess we continue on. And Azara kind of looks at her crew. Thoughts? Dining room. 
Sorry, like pointedly looks at Tarkle. So you're saying there's the likelihood of this lantern being here is almost none, yes? I'm saying that if it is here, I do not believe it to be in these upper. Either it is in this mage's tower that I cannot access, or it has been taken below. If it is a magical relic, it will not be so easily destroyed as the physical lanterns and torches this place once carried. As such, it may be taken down to where wherever Radrin conducted his experiments. Perhaps they are storing it there, keeping it there. Or perhaps they could not access it. Perhaps they could not claim it from this mage's tower. I'm afraid that I cannot provide you any further answers onto its location. So we make our way to the tower. I agree. If it is warded against evil or against any entrance, one would suppose that the lantern remains there and we just have to retrieve it. Jericho. Yes, Clive. Wasn't there something else you were wanting for yourself that we were supposed to get for someone, but you're like, maybe we should keep it. Figure, have you heard of a potion of youthfulness? You may call me Gallo. 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 Uh, Gallo. Potions. Yes, there is an alchemist's laboratory. It is just off of the entrance hall as well. You will find... Uh, Alchemy supplies in there. Thank you for your help. Surprising help. Agnes, uh, as this all concludes, also kind of steps forward and offers a hand and is like, we appreciate your help. We know you didn't have to help us and it hasn't gone unnoticed. And she kind of like bows a little and thanks. Your mage is more accurate. I am not interested in helping you for the sake of kindness. I am not here to befriend you. My job was to ward away mortals. You are choosing to ignore my mourning. I cannot help you. I cannot dissuade you. I do not see a reason to fight you. That is all. All the same, I thank you. And Agnes turns uh, to go. Okay. Before we leave, Azar will say, before we depart, your job is to protect mortals, is it not? No, my job is to prevent unnecessary misery. Your job is to prevent unnecessary suffering. Okay, I'm sorry I minced words. If we were to rest, could we count on you to ensure no harm will befall us before we continue on? No. Well, that would be suffering that seems not necessary, don't you think? You have chosen to elect this path. Oh, yeah, that's point. point. You know, if you can find a place within the castle, you may barricade it. Perhaps the creatures there will not find you. Take your rest where you can. But at this point, you stand between a realm of death and life. You stand between the two. I am but a, a gatekeeper. My queen's eyes are not upon you. You are not marked for death, but nor are you marked for my saving. I have not been given instruction to aid you. Long have I wandered these realms. It is not my duty to watch over you, wizard. Especially with your impatience. You can see that there's a, this time there's like, that's a personal bit. Like there's a personal irritation at Azara specifically. A little lightning flashes in Azara's eyes and she goes, you know what? Gallo, I see that you have no free will and I see that you have just decided to follow this queen who seems delightful 
uh, uh when so- you crackle the lightning by the way gallo yeah. raises their hand and blackness like almost inky blackness trails up their fingers Azara, like she's will. she's not she's not threatening him she's just angry at him and she just goes and we will continue on and you will continue to do whatever it is you do and i hope that you have a, a lovely service to your raven queen and she just kind of keeps walking hope has no place in either realm only death azara just rolls her eyes and scoffs and keeps walking sure yeah uh there's definitely a sense of uh, uh gallo they just step out of the way and they yeah. just gesture to the looming dark doors they just watch those of you who pass by them there is this heavy sense whenever you get close enough you know within sort of 10 15 feet of them you just feel this oppressive weight like this burden on your shoulders but also on your soul on your heart it becomes hard to even imagine surviving this place or imagine hope as even just being close to this figure this this aura of despair threatens to overwhelm you and they just look at you with these cold sad eyes uh as they watch you kind of enter in um the doors creak open and you stare into what now appears to be a entrance hall a castle entrance hall something not too unfamiliar especially to azara and agnes of a court you know a castle's court you know an entrance hall you see grand rugs now completely drained of any color they once have as a drab gray you see chandeliers overhead with tiny blue flickering candles still lit uh their blue flames casting no light down upon you and the walls themselves lined with suits of armor that seem to eerily just stand in eternal silence watching waiting as you make your way through you do notice uh there's an l-shaped corridor it goes to the right and there appears to be i gotta get up my map now uh so as you enter the main doors there appears to be another door directly opposite you where you've just come in set into uh the wall uh there is also a door to your right and then uh to the left the corridor seems to curve into an l shape um and heads towards the back of the castle uh you also notice looking around unlike outside the shadows here still do that weird thing where the shadows are kind of almost seeming to shift and move on their own it's far more pronounced the whole room almost at times seems to tilt or shift or stretch or shrink as you look around it. And in the corners of the room, you almost see like cracks of gray fuzzy light that just seem to hang suspended in the air, oozing just a sense of misery and despair. This place like is pretty sad. <laughs> welcome to sad town <laughs> sad fell the sad lands the sad lands sad fell sad fell oh you can check out merch in the sad lands but <laughs> <laughs> can i um do my super perception check just see if i notice anything yeah, like sure. dangerous um, as we move forward what's your passive actually agnes before even making a check my passive is 23. 23. You definitely notice some things. 
coming from that L shape to the left, you hear the sounds of movement, subtle movement. You can almost hear like a muffled voice, just like. <laughs> kind of almost like muttered conversation coming from some sort of room beyond. You also hear scraping, like a kind of china on wood or like bones on stone. <laughs> coming from that direction um gallo will point uh in the direction of the l-shaped corner the dining room awaits that way uh some sort of ballroom points to the right through there your alchemist chamber directly ahead of you good luck and then the doors shut Well, so I don't notice anything like particularly dangerous or anything, probably. You don't see room. any trip wires. You don't see any runes. You don't see any visible signs of like a trap or anything like that. You don't see any creatures hiding in the shadows. Suits of armor are a little creepy. They just stood there. Normally they'd be quite polished and pretty, but they've taken on like a different sheen to them. If I'm taking special note of those, I want to walk over and investigate one. Yeah, seems to be a suit. Uh, not a full plate armor, probably chain mail with a kind of helmet with a stand with kind of pauldrons and, uh, you know, uh, breastplate over it, but not a full set of plate armor on a stand. Um, just seems to be waiting there. Can I, um, can I take a piece of it? I'm gonna up. take like a gauntlet, like if it has a metal gauntlet, yeah, right? Or like, like a, a bracer. Gauntlet. You reach up for the bracer, and as your fingers touch it, this intense shock of cold from the cold metal spreads through your fingers, and it comes loose, and you take gauntlet. Do I notice anything about it? Like I'm gonna look even closer. If if it felt so cold, is there anything like magical about it that I sense or anything like that? Just a gauntlet. Okay. Metal gauntlet. It, and to be clear, is this like a Thanos gauntlet? Like it has fingers and stuff? Uh, this would be, I wouldn't think it, I don't think it would be a fully articulated gauntlet. This is more like a bracer uh, that's kind okay. of like arranged on the armor. It's not like a full gauntlet. These but aren't be, full suits of armor. It'd be way armor. cooler, Mark, if it had fingers. Well, maybe. Okay. Not All right. Just, just saying. Sure. But yeah, you stand in this corridor in the dim lights. You can see these kind of weird gray cracks that seem to hover in the air along the walls and in the corners. The room does that awful kind of stretching motion as you look down it uh, towards this L-shaped corridor. It seems to stretch on and then it snaps back. Uh, Azara will kind of just turn to the, to the group and say, well, I guess we must find this second entrance in the dining hall behind a fireplace. But I think we should also keep our eyes out for, I can't believe I'm saying this, as Gallo suggested, a room we could possibly barricade ourselves in if we need to take a rest. We have a long journey, a hard journey, an arduous journey ahead of us. And as I suppose I'm the only one with the magic that can severely damage some of these creatures it's going to be tough. Also, in less than an hour, you won't be able to stand again. We have the potion of strength. 
So we have about an hour and a half to get all of this done. Well, if we're looking for a rest, we're looking to recover. True. Perhaps we can barricade ourselves in the alchemist's working place room. I like this thinking. I, I too like this thinking. And if there may be something, some potions of strength, some added ones, worst case scenario, the rest does not help me, then... And his arch kind of trails off. Sure. So to the alchemist chamber. Okay. Oh, whoa. Uh, the, you head on over <laughs> and it's almost <laughs> directly, it's almost directly opposite you. You go to one of these kind of studded wooden doors, like studded with metal rivets, a uh, very old school castle door. Um, do you just try and open it? Who's, who's going to just like, you know, somebody's just going to go up and open it. Oh, I think I would just, like, having said tank. that, I was already like walking, like we should go okay. to the alchemist. <laughs> right. So Tarko, you get there, you go to open it, locked. I'll bash that shit. That's <laughs> right over the rogue who can pick locks. Yeah. I'm yeah. like literally, I'm like pulling, I'm like pulling out my kisses over, like I've done this so many times, this will be so easy, and then just <laughs> over your head. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a vase. Show you how to pick a lock. I'll pick not to unlock it. <laughs> sure. Give me uh, a uh, give me a uh, straight up damage roll, Clive. If you're just trying to smash the door down. All right. I just like to imagine Tarkle on his knees in front of the lock, and right above his head, just a mace slams into the door. <laughs> Ten. Ten points of damage. You yep. create a big enough hole in the door uh, that, yeah, you can kind of then reach in and sort of rip it off of its kind of locking system. You can kind of smash it through. Uh, the door is now broken. Yes, as that happens, I look up and I was like, so we were going to barricade ourselves behind that door. Hmm. Um, you did a good job this destroying <sighs> <laughs> However, it does lead into the room itself, uh, which appears to be the sort of uh, a sort of scholar's study. One wall is lined with bookshelves with a small ladder set up against the side of them. Uh, you can see a kind of chaise long chair set against a uh, leaded barred window uh, that seems to be set out looking uh, behind the castle into the mountains. There is also a uh, desk, a writing desk, as well as a crucible, a large stone basin upon around which a number of alchemical uh, supplies, uh, potions, vials, and, and all sorts of chemical equipment seems to be arranged. When you step in, and as the door now kind of like swings a little bit too open and closed, uh, the splinters of wood kind of scattered all over the floor... There is the sense as you step in, you kind of look around, you can see that there's still a few kind of uh, potion vials set out on the desk. Uh, there appear to be a number of drawers that maybe you can search through as well. Um, several of the books fall off the shelf. Just. Um, since we are planning to hopefully take a long rest soon, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Just to see if there are also any magical items in here. Yeah, you cast Detect Magic. Uh, Three of the potions, in fact, two potions on the desk light up with, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it would be uh, potions of healing, I guess would be evocation, because I think Cure Wounds is evocation. So they kind of register with evocation. Mm -hmm. Um, They appear to be glowing on the desk. You Mm -hmm. also see just very faintly hidden in one of the desk drawers, there appears to be a glow coming from within, although you can only just barely see it. Um, that I'm drawer gonna... seems to be kind of like a, and in fact, actually, it probably wouldn't even be a drawer. It, it looks like it's like 
a part of the desk that you couldn't normally get to like you're kind of like looking you're almost seeing through the wood itself at this this vibrant glow um i'm gonna cautiously walk over to the to the desk and and take a potion that glows and see if anything happens nothing happens cool i'm gonna take the other one that glows cool one of the books Um, falls off the uh, bookshelf Then I'm the going to... room suddenly drops in temperature. Yeah, ice begins frosting yeah. over the glass yeah. itself. Yeah. Why are you here? And that's where we're going to win the episode today. Ah! Oh, spicy. Ghosts. Ghosty times. Ghosts. Yeah. Sad ghost castle. Ghost, ghost, ghost. Sad ghost times. castle. But yeah, uh, that's where we're going to win the episode today. So because we've we've cut it short on a couple of them, and I want to make sure we had time to do shoutouts and stuff like that. So. I That's have a, a quick D and D question because I was reminded how great my passive perception is. Yeah. If I roll a perception check, can it not be lower than my passive perception? No. So it's different things, right? So passive perception is passive perception is just picking up things without spending any physical effort to do that, right? So as a as a DM, I try and factor that in that when Agnes walks around, if there's a creature hidden in a room, if it's le- if its stealth is lower than Agnes's passive, you should get a clue that something is in there. The mm-hmm. way that I try and rule passive is passive perception should give you the clues that then prompt you to learn more by examining the room and role playing mm. and exploring and using your other skills, right? A perception check is like, hey, I want to find a specific thing or I'm wary that something's in here now. I'm going to make an active check to try and find it. So that's right. how I try and do it. Like passive is a good thing for like giving away clues. So like if you were in a dungeon corridor and, you know, Agnes's perception, I might describe, oh, Agnes, you see that there's a thin wire that strips, stretches across the thing. You don't know what it connects to. You don't know how it works, but you see the wire. Right. Or maybe you notice that there's like one of the tiles on the floor is ever so slightly raised more than the others. Again, you that could be a red herring. It might not be. You don't know. But that's what I kind of see passive for. That makes total sense. Thank you. Yeah. I learned like three new D&D things this session. We're learning. We're learning. The concentration is- one comes up so much because in High Rollers, I have a lot of spellcasters. So we are constantly checking for concentration and making sure that's one thing that we've, we've, uh, we still mess up. But yeah. I feel like I have, it's strange. I wonder if Chris Perkins plays it differently because he never lets me cast spells when I'm concentrating. But maybe, <laughs> maybe he just, chose not to make that distinction for me maybe the raw rules is that you can cast if you cast another spell with concentration concentration on the first spell goes away maybe that's knocked it. out yeah so maybe that's, i that's... was just like not paying enough attention <laughs> maybe i mean the thing is is dnd's a rules heavy game dude like yeah. i don't expect like i don't know half the stuff i'm still figuring stuff out um so yeah it happens that was cool cool uh right anything else from anybody and then we'll do shouts anything no, good session. It's fun. Good sesh. You happy? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm just, reading, happy? I'm just I'm just reading cleric spells. Sorry. Cleric spells. <laughs> uh, Nate, don't. Uh, did you add drift globe? Because that is a physical item as well. So there yes. should be a D D Beyond entry for it and stuff. Cool. Oh, how many healing potions did I just get? Two greater healing potions. Dope. I got the drift globe. I didn't get the other stuff. So yeah, the other stuff is uh, there was a golden necklace worth. Uh, a golden necklace worth, where is it? 100 gold. Um, a gold signet ring of House Braywinter worth 50 gold. Um, and a sealed scroll case, uh, which if you open, contains a scroll of protection from evil good. Cool. That's important. Yeah, that's it. 
Bam, bam, bam. Um, bam, bam, bam. Cool. Who wants to go first? I got a lot to say. I'll go yeah. first. Hi, guys. I'm Shady Penguin. Uh, I've been playing so much Pokemon. It's insane. I literally sleep and I see Pokemon or chess. Those are the only two things I've dreamt about for the past two weeks. Wait, so, video game or card game? Uh, Video game. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I know. I still open lots of Pokemon's cards, but uh, I haven't been playing. But I, yeah, so if you want to see me play what is literally the hardest Nuzlocke I've ever done in my entire life, Nuzlocke is just hard mode Pokemon, come out tomorrow, twitch.tv slash Penguin around 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm always late. Chat is the yell at me. It's really fun to berate me. Uh, and I'm also learning chess, like I said. So I'll be playing that probably next week after I beat the hardest Nuzlocke of my life. Um, and that's that's really all I'm doing right now. I'm going to tag, uh, tag Mika. Oh, God, I was looking at cleric spells. Hi, I am Mika Burton. Uh, you can find me at Mika Burton. Uh, I also have a dog, and her Instagram is at Rini's Wild Shape. I also ride horses now a lot more. Um, and so at Mika Strides is my horseback riding Instagram because, you know, that's a thing that cool horse kids do. Um, I'm not, content. it's content. I'm not doing things right now that I could talk about. I have like five NDA things going on, but uh, past things that I've done, you should go check out uh, Critter Hug on the Critical Role channel. Um, and that's it. I'm going to tag Nate. Hey, I'm Nate. I was told that, uh, some people were trying to get me to use danger sense during the session and just thought I would read what that actually does, which is advantage on deck saving throws, which would have served me absolutely nothing in this. So just a friendly when you are trying to evade the damage from erupting earth. Mm, no, 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 no. Because also a friendly reminder is even if someone has something, Maybe they don't want to use it. So either way, yeah. friendly reminder, don't backseat game. I tag yeah. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. I, I'm a big fan. Uh, I've been, well, actually, first of all, Mika and I did something yesterday for oh, yeah. Twitch. Uh, Twitch hired us to help celebrate International Women's Day and Women's History Month. So we did an hour-long talk on my Twitch channel slash Anna Prosser about found family. So you guys will recognize a lot of the stories we tell and a lot of the feels we have if you want to go watch that. And you also may know Kate Welsh from C-Team and various other things. She uh, designed her overlay. So a little shout out and thanks to Kate Aww. for doing that for free because she loves us. Kate's great. She's great. Wonderful. Um, I will not be on Extra Brains this Friday because I'm going on a little steak hay for, you know, well-being, which is great. But the following week on Friday, we're doing a show um, where we're going to brainstorm about grief, which I think is a really important thing to talk about that we often don't talk about and make a lot of assumptions about. So I hope you'll come join. That's on my channel next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific. And um, I guess that's all that I have to, to say about live things until next Tuesday when we will be back. But if you're looking for other D&D stuff to watch, I also did Pawns and Patrons this last weekend with Live in Pink, Seltzer, Koibu, and Silent Osiris, which is always a really good time. And that VOD is also on my channel if you want to go check it out. And I think Mark has not said stuff yet. I have not. Thank you. Uh, there's a bunch of things. Um, the first one I always mention, please do check out my other D&D show, High Rollers D&D. Five years been doing it. Uh, big, epic sci-fi fantasy campaign going on at the moment. Uh, we also do a little bit of Curse of Strahd. If you've got some Curse of Strahd vibes that you want to go and fulfill, um, we do that on the High Rollers D&D channel. You can find them on Twitter as well. That's my main thing that I do. Uh, a couple of th exciting things, D&D things related uh, at the moment as well. 
One, Candlekeep Mysteries is out, I believe, next week. Uh, and that includes my adventure, my first official D&D adventure in that, The Price of Beauty. There's a few interviews going out uh, that's got some more details on that. And also uh, going live tomorrow on the PAX Australia Twitch channel, uh, I ran uh, my adventure, The Price of Beauty from Candlekeep Mysteries for uh, Alyssa Grant, Luke Lancaster, Dan uh, Natoli, and Dale Kingsmill, um, Alyssa Grant from Penny Arcade, I'm sure you know, and then Luke and Dan from the Pen- PAX Australia team. And then Dale's got a cool D&D uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I ran it for them, and it was a really super fun game that I did this morning, and that should be uh, aired tomorrow. Uh, please come and check that out. It was a lot of fun. They did a really great job. Uh, you should come and check that out. And then also tomorrow... Uh, in the evening, I'm running a, a D&D one-shot for Code Miko, the streamer. So if you're uh, aware of who Code Miko is, it's going to be a very chaotic one-on-one D&D adventure. So come and check that out. Uh, and that's it. That's all I'm going to talk about. Uh, thanks very much, everybody. We will see you next week for more Nights of Evening Star. Take then. Take then. Till care. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Take care.